Your reasons for listening to this show, well, those are your own. But just keep in mind that the views, information, or opinions expressed on the Tuttle Daily Podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of our sponsors. Yeah, it's called free speech, people. Nobody's forcing you to listen. One-of-a-kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, Tuttle. Everything's a goddamn debate. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. I am at the Volusia County Fairgrounds right now here in DeLand, Florida. My mom and dad are getting their first COVID-19 vaccination today. I think they're getting the uh, Moderna shot. So we're an hour early, just kind of seeing what's going on. You know, my dad does not get around very well. I mean, they've got this thing set up really, really nice. They got chairs. They have wheelchairs and stuff. So I'll be able to help my dad get inside. I'm not getting my shot today. I don't know if I will. Maybe. We'll see. But right now, I am too young. They're only letting 65 and older. But they have an appointment. Very, very easy uh, to be able to get done right now. So if you're worried about long lines and stuff, uh. They're pretty quick. They have everything down pat. Uh, everybody has been very, very nice here today. And i it's not confusing people. So if you're older and you're afraid, oh, you know, I don't know how to go about it, go to the Florida State website, not Florida State University, but the uh, State of Florida website. I think it's uh, COVID-19. I, I'll, I'll get the exact web address. That's how I ended up getting them set up for this shot today so i'll give you an update here in just a few minutes check out my website tuttle.net that's tuttle with two d's t-u-d-d-l-e dot net if you'd like to reach out there's a couple of ways you can do that you can email me tuttle at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail 407-270-3044 all right welcome back guys i found that website it is florida health COVID19.gov is the website that I went to to be able to get my mom and dad scheduled. Per usual, nobody listens to me. I told them that we were going to be here way too early. This isn't one of those drive-through COVID-19 vaccination sites. They actually built, bring you into the Bill Hester exhibit hall. If you, uh, It's kind of where they have the flea market at. Uh, the farmer's market here every single weekend, especially the place where they always have the gun shows at, uh, the Bill Hester Exhibit Hall. Uh, They don't let you come in until 10 minutes before your appointment. Make sure, this is very, very important, you guys need to end up bringing your Florida ID and proof that you were over 65, which your ID already does. So 
we still got about another 30 minutes before my parents are able to get uh, get into the Bill Hester exhibit hall to be able to get their first vaccination, which I did find out is Moderna, which I think that is the better of the two. But I don't think it's that much of a difference. It's like a 1% difference. So I'm going to come over here and see. So how are you doing? Are, are you are you nervous about getting your shot today? No, I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, are you good at taking shots? I mean, you've had a lot of them in your life. Please, I've had tons. Yeah, so, all right. Well, I don't know what you guys would do without me. Me neither. <laughs> We're going through all these old pictures. Uh, if you want to go to my uh, social media, twitter.com slash Tuttle, instagram.com slash Tuttle, or uh, facebook.com slash Tuttle, you'll be able to see some of these old pics that my mom has found, and I've been posting them. You guys have been pretty much enjoying them. As far as I can tell, I mean, you guys are giving me a lot of favorites and retweets as well, too. Let's come over here and talk to my dad. Dad, are you getting nervous at all? Not at all. Wait, say that again? Not at all. Not at all? Are you going to be going out more, getting around people, enjoying it? I might not get around a lot of people yet, but... Yeah. Well, I did check with him at the front door. You do have to say thank you, uh, President Biden, before you get the shot, so... President Trump got me this shot. All right, guys. Parents finally done with the shot. I got them back to the hobo fish camp, and I wanted to get their uh, little post-jab uh, reaction. Uh, and, and I'll go more into the process, but I, I just want to hear from them about their experience. I was very pleased. They were efficient. They moved us in and out quicker than I thought. All right. Now, how are you feeling right now? Good. Are you worried about having any of the side effects? Uh, no, not really. Right. Did it hurt? I figured if you were going to have a reaction, I'd have it right now. They make you sit there 15 minutes. Yeah, they do make you sit there 15 minutes. Now, Dad, what, what did you think about the shot? I had no, no problem with it. Did it hurt at all or no? I didn't even know they'd done it. Yeah, I, I was, well, see, I, I told you I didn't see that needle come out. I checked her twice, and I didn't see that needle come out of your arm. That's where they put that chip at. <laughs> all right, that's just all rumors. All right, guys, I'm going to uh, break down the experience. I just wanted to hear from my mom and dad, so be right back. All right, guys, I am back in my PT Cruiser, the Tuttle Daily Podcast studio, back live at the Hobo Fish Camp. Now, let me walk you through this. This was not one of those drive-up ones where you can get vaccinated. No, they make you go in. Like I explained earlier, it's in the place where they have the gun shows all the time. Now, I had already pre-registered them online. I did everything. And guess what? They make you fill out the same fucking questionnaire that I had to do online. Because when you do it online, they give you this QR code. And if you don't know what a QR code is, it's like one of those weird looking symbols that you can scan and it has all the information on it. Well, guess what? Had to fill out all the paperwork again. 
think it's kind of stupid because, I mean, they're having to clean every single one of those pens. They're having to clean all the clipboards over and over again. And I understand not a lot of people have, are capable or even know how to get online or doesn't even have internet. But it was like, why did I already fill this stuff out, which took me quite a while. Also, the other thing, why do they need to know what race you are? Like, I, I have no problem with that. I just find it kind of interesting that that is one of the questions that they ask you on there. Are they, are they trying to find out, hey, are the minorities trusting us? Are the minorities believing that this shot is completely safe? You know, I played that audio of Chris Rock. Chris Rock said he was going to get it. But I can understand why some minorities would be apprehensive about getting the shot. I mean, look at what our government did to the uh, Tuskegee Airmen back in the day. But I, I, I don't know, man. I know a lot of you guys are anti-vaxxers. And if you are, don't go to... Uh, I'm just giving you a heads up. Because there, there are some people that are armed to the teeth just in case anything happened. And you guys were also right. Was not allowed to record anything inside that building because of HIPAA laws. And I didn't want to ruin it. I know that my dad, for some reason, was wanting the shot. And I got it for him. And then after this, this kind of freaked me out a little bit, that they make you sit in a waiting room for like 15 to 20 minutes before they'll let you leave. <sighs> I mean, I've never had to wait 15 to 20 minutes after a flu shot. Not saying that the stuff is not safe. Not saying that you shouldn't get it. I'm just saying that this vaccines were really, really rushed. So hopefully, fingers crossed, my parents are going to be just fine. I did see two older African-American women get their get their shot today and that was the only minorities it was all white people the whitest place that you could ever ever be at it was at a fairgrounds and then they had the testing site going on in the same place as well too so what happens is that they give you a card with like your little id i guess your id now it's like nazi germany Where's your papers? Because when you come back to get that second shot, you got to show them this card. Because I don't, I don't think they're going to let you get that second shot if you can't prove that you had the first one. And one of the questions that I asked, like, you know, my parents did get the, the Moderna shot. And I asked, so how do we know that we're going to get the same vaccine? You guys aren't mixing those up, are you? And they said, no, 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 no. But with our government and our governor, Ron DeSantis, I wouldn't be surprised if they were mixing up the shots. Ah, who cares? Who cares if you grow a third or fourth eye, two dicks, extra toes, an ear on your forehead? Yeah, let's mix them up. Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, just put it in a blender. You get what you get. But for the most part, it was a great experience. Uh, I had to get my dad in a wheelchair and I had to roll him in. I was surprised that they actually let me in, but it absolutely said no filming or recording at all. 
So, like I said, a lot of people there armed that were there for security. Very nice. Everybody was so, so nice. So, guys, it's not that bad of an experience. My parents were in and out in less than an hour. Be back in a few minutes. When I come back, I'm going to play a news story about the book of Dr. Seuss's. I think six of them are getting banned from schools. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. DJ Nerd. I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality. Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And Hot Talk Satirizer. You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Wish you could have just flown and had your vehicle arrive a day or two later so you can enjoy more time doing what's important to you? Well, you can. Just give Starfire Transport a call. Let the professionals do the driving while you're flying. Starfire Transport specializes in RV and auto transport. They'll also haul watercraft from boats to PWCs, cargo trailers, and more. Service available throughout the continental United States. So don't wait. Call Brian today at 574-349-4193 or 989-751-6106 for your next move. 10% off for veterans past or present. Also, make sure to tell them Tuttle sent you for an additional discount. That's Starfire Transport. Do you have something you want to say? Hey, what kind of preacher is you? Leave Tuttle a voicemail. Because you're kind of ignorant. Especially if you think he's being an asshole. No mega bitch. Will your hurtful comments offend Tuttle? No, baby. Call the show at 407-270-3044. No, baby. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Yes, before I went to break, I was talking about Dr. Seuss books being banned. And I was like looking at some of this stuff and it's not my place as a Caucasian to tell other races what, not racist, races, what is offensive or not. But God damn it, this story is so ridiculous because this guy, the guy that is up in arms about the Dr. Seuss books, are white. He's white. This story would have been so much more better if it wasn't a nerdy-ass white guy up in arms about some of the things that are in Dr. Seuss, and the things that are mentioned are ridiculous as fuck. The latest round of a racial reckoning is now reaching into children's literature involving the world-famous Dr. Seuss. The organization that controls his legacy has decided to stop publishing six of the author's books because of racist and insensitive imagery. Paula Tupman went looking for some perspective on a decision that has plenty of people talking. Before we get in and we hear the outrage from Nerd Boy, yeah, I can say the N-word because I am a nerd. But what I'm trying to say is some of the stuff that you're going to hear about, yeah, I can see where it could be offensive. But back in the day when these books were written, it was acceptable. I'm just saying, are we willing to just go so far with cancel culture that we're taking away and stopping kids from reading? Because I got to tell you, I really wasn't the best reader growing up. I, I had speech problems, still do to this day. But guess what? I read Dr. Seuss books. 
And let's not act like the Dr. Seuss family. What would, what would Dr. Seuss think about this right now? So we're basically, because of some pictures that are cartoonish in a book, we're just going to be like, no, nah, we don't want the kids reading anymore. We don't want the kids to know how different the races are. I mean, for real, shouldn't we celebrate our differences? We really, really should. But I think it's horrible. I think it's censorship. I think that we're taking away opportunities for kids to fall in love with books. But Nerd Boy, Nerd Boy wants the attention. And the thing that I saw on Mulberry Street has a Chinaman who eats with sticks. I'm sorry. Is this a case of the Mandela effect here? And if you don't know what the Mandela effect is, uh, you remember things one way when they really didn't happen that way. Because I got to tell you, every time that I've been to a Chinese food restaurant that's owned by Asians, I get chopsticks. They offer chopsticks to you. So where is the problem here having a Chinaman eat with chopsticks in the book? My fucking God, are we just going too far with this? How, how, I mean, I know, look, it is Dr. Seuss's family that's wanting to take these books off there, but like, what, were they pressured? Where they were like, hey, we're going to call the NAACP or we're, I, I'm sure that the uh, Asian Americans have like some group that helps protect them. So what I'm trying to say is, if I go to a Chinese food restaurant, why are they offering me chopsticks to eat with? Are they being racist against themselves when they do that? Unbelievable. I, I, it's outrageous. Professor Philip Nell could be considered a Seussologist, well-known in academia and considered a go-to expert, a professor of literature at Kansas State University. He's been writing about racism in children's literature. Am I the only one when I think of the state of Kansas? I'm like, yep, that is the whitest state in the world. And I'm sorry, I got problems. And I have a problem with it. A white guy, a Caucasian, some cracker ass motherfucker telling us what's offensive or not. I, like I said, this story would be so much b more better if it was a minority that was complaining about this. This guy is just wanting the attention. Some of these people just do this. They, they get outraged because... They, uh, the media is dumb enough to give some asshole like this some type of attention. And once again, we should never, ever censor anything. Do I support racism? No, I do not. But the First Amendment says the protection of unpopular speech. It, it, that's, that's unpopular speech. Listen. You can say all the racist things in the world. Do I think it's right? No, I absolutely despise it. But it is your right as an American to be able to say that. Now, where it crosses the line is when you physically try to harm somebody, physically hurt them, or deny them civil liberties based on their color, race, or religion. So this white guy, you think it, if he's a sociologist, which he is definitely a nerd boy. Now, once again, I can say nerd boy because I am a nerd. 
But what I'm trying to say is, if this guy was a Susologist, why would you want to censor the guy that you're an expert of? It just does not make sense because the guy wanted the attention. Long before the publishers of Dr. Seuss pulled licensing and publishing for six of his books. Some of the most uh, egregious ones come in If I Ran the Zoo. Professor Nell knows that there will be a conflation and deflection, that there will be people who say pulling titles from a beloved master storyteller is just going too far. But he and others will challenge you to actually look at the content. Here's the African island of Yurka, and you can see the caricature of the two African men who, I mean, they're not only drawn in caricature, but they're made to look a lot like the bird, you know, which, which further makes a connection between them and animals. Now, you cannot see this video, but he actually has his degree up on the wall. And I got to tell you, wherever he got this from, they need to walk in, not even be cool about it. Just pull that son of a bitch off the wall. Guess what, buddy? All humans are animals. Look it up. We might be mammals, but we are all animals. So am I the only one that has a problem just because you made it look like a bird? No, we're all animals. This guy, this guy is dumb as fuck. The way Asians are depicted in and to think I saw it on Mulberry Street, the caricatures of Middle Easterners in Scrambled Eggs Super and on Beyond Zebra and Inuits in McGilligot's pool and Africans called pygmies in the cat's quizzer. I think about pygmies is not a racial term. There is actually a group of called that's called African pygmies. The African pygmies or Congo pygmies variously also Central African foragers, African rainforest hunters and gatherers are a group of ethnicity natives to Central Africa, mostly the Congo basin traditionally subsisting on foraging and hunting and gathering type lifestyle. Uh, there are things called pygmies. How is that a racial term or a racist term? I, I just don't see how. Not unless the pictures had like the old, the uh, menstrual, not like menstrual cycle, menstrual. I think I got that word right shows that they had back in the day yeah that's racist as hell but come on just because dr seuss what if dr seuss was a fan of the pygmies what if dr seuss spent some time in africa and was kind of marking out to the african pygmies and that's why he like hey he had the translator and i don't even know how dr seuss sounds but i'm sure he had a great time hanging out with the pygmies and he was like hey next book I'm going to name some of my characters after you just to mark out to you, to, just to thank you for the hospitality. And they're like, yeah, 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 that's fine. Thank you, Dr. Seuss. We're glad that you came and hung out with us. These are small little things, and we're willing to just throw away potential books that kids could be reading. It just does not make sense. How can children's literature tell children the truth? How can we raise a generation of kids? who weren't brought up on the lies that I was brought up on, you know? Um, and how can we raise a generation of kids who are willing to think carefully and critically about race, about racism, about how they benefit from it if they look like me? I'm sure if you're listening to this right now and from the comments that I'm making, you're probably like, oh, Tuttle's one of those guys that 
supports the uh, rebel flag. Now, I grew up in the South all my life. I despise it. Fucking hate it. I mean, they were a bunch of traitors. They tried to go against the United States of America. And people want to celebrate that? I have a problem with that. It, it does represent hate. Don't give me that heritage stuff. Yes. It needs to be seen. It needs to be in a museum. But goddamn people, like, do you realize some of the cartoons that I grew up watching that were racist? Do you realize the cartoons that our parents were watching back in the day, how racist that was? Especially during World War II. Oh my God. Some of the cartoons that they came out with against the Japanese, wearing the big thick glasses and big buck teeth like Bugs Bunny. Nobody had a problem with that. You want to know why? Because they attacked us. When you attack America, people take pride. Yeah, like, fuck Japan. No, but that, that's still racist. But what I'm trying to say is, like, they even did a lot of Southern stuff. Nobody, nobody found, like, Foghorn Leghorn racist a little bit. The way that he would talk to the little chicken hawk. Or the uh, one where Bugs Bunny and Yosemite Sam were at the Mason-Dixie line. Yeah, trust me, there, there's a lot of stuff. There's one uh, cartoon extremely racist with Bugs Bunny called Rabbit Stew, where they had a caricature, big lips of a black man trying to hunt a rabbit. Yeah, I mean, I can see where that would be taken out of context. But it's getting better generation after generation. Should we wipe that completely out of everybody's memory? No, 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 no. I mean, there's a place where that needs to be seen. But some of the stuff that they're mentioning in this Dr. Seuss book, do you think kids even realize? No, they, they don't. They're just kids. But we want to keep them from not reading. That, that's, that's exactly what we're doing. Professor Ellen Donovan is also a children's literature expert at Middle Tennessee State University. Just giving you guys a heads up. I'm sure you can tell when you hear this lady talk. She's another Caucasian. You cannot tell me that the news media could not get at least one minority to give their opinion on this story. By the way, the woman that is doing this report is African-American. At the end of the story, she doesn't even give her opinion on it, which is, I mean, as a journalist, you're not supposed to give your opinion. You're just supposed to, you know, report the news. But come on, take a chance. Because I'm telling you right now, I think it's complete bullshit that two of the people that are against Dr. Seuss books have probably never, ever been a victim of racial profiling, have police brutality, or anything like that, and this is the best that this local hack news station could do? Yeah. What may have been comic at one time now doesn't feel quite so funny anymore. So when Dr. Seuss is depicting people in ways that evoke stereotypes, we begin to recognize that may be harmful 
especially for children who are absorbing these stereotypes without much awareness of the background. Of I'm just guessing, but what what is the average age of kids that read Dr. Seuss books? It's got to be in between like five and 10, correct? Do you think that they really are going to become racist because they, uh, they show a Chinese man, Chinese food, eating with chopsticks, a bowl of white rice. Yes. Yeah, white, why are, why is it got to be white rice? I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, you can, you can nitpick and look at every little thing. Yes, I do not support racism at all. What I'm mad about is that we are removing potential books that kids could be reading. Kids that could connect. Dr. Seuss, that book could get people or kids interested into reading. And now just because they depict uh, something that looks like an animal or, yeah, I got a big helicopter flying over. That is a big military helicopter. Another one coming by. You know, in the world we're living in right now, that, that shit kind of scares me. Why, why are military helicopters flying overhead right now? Is stuff about to break off? But back to what I was saying. I mean, we, we are taking away potential books that could help kids read over some dumbass shit like a Chinaman eating white rice with chopsticks. Like I said, previous point, when you go to the Chinese restaurant, they ask you, do you want chopsticks? or regular uh, utensils. Those stereotypes and what those stereotypes might imply. Let's take it out of the kids' books. And that is responsible. And, you know, let's extend that responsibility to all of our culture. Let's make it better. Let's make the next generation of kids smarter than the current generation of kids, more compassionate than the current generation. All I'm saying, guys, is that are we going too far with cancel culture? One of the most important freedoms we have is the First Amendment. Now, this was removed by the Dr. Seuss family, I guess whoever is still left around. And I'm sure that they got pressured by somebody. And I'm kind of pissed off at, at, at the estate, whoever is in control of the Dr. Seuss empire for caving in. Now, it could be offensive. But like I said, why, why, why do we have two Caucasians on this news report? It's, it's bad reporting in general. And it's just two people. They probably don't give a damn about some of the things that are in this book. They just want their 15 minutes of fame. And this is how they could get it. I'm going to be outraged over a Dr. Seuss book. And the news is going to put me on. That's, it. That's all that this is. When I come back after the break, I'm going to play you some more audio of bad reporting. Because I got to tell you, this guy was doing a story and a live shootout between a suspect and police officers broke out. And the guy just dropped the ball. He, 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 uh, he muffed the punt. He could have done so much better. And that's why any of these local news media people need to hire me. Channel 2, Wesh, 
Channel 6, WKMG, Channel 9, WFTV, WOFL, Fox 35. Because I'm telling you right now, if a live shootout happens between cops and a suspect, I'm going to be like a wartime reporter and I'm going to get in the shit. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. StitchYouUp specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let StitchYouUp help you with your logo design. Visit StitchYouUp.com or contact them, eric at StitchYouUp.com. Stitch you up. Definitely not your grandma's embroidery. Nerd. Radio personality. And hot talk satirizer. You're listening to the Tuttle Podcast. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Last segment of the day. Don't forget tonight at 8. I'm going to be doing my nightly live stream. My numbers have been growing tremendously. Because of you guys checking out my stuff every single night. Make sure you go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tuttle. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure, because this is very, very important, you hit that bell button. Because when you hit that bell button, you're going to get alerted to any time that I put up any new uploads or I go live. But it's every night at 8 on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tuttle. Now, we've all heard that old adage of, oh, you got a face for radio. I got to tell you, I've been watching a lot more local news, and it's either that the uh, attractive talent pool is getting really, really shallow, or they're like, they were getting complaints. Oh, why, why don't you let unattractive people? I'm not even saying unattractive people, just normal looking people. Because I have always wanted to. Because I made a name for myself covering the Casey Anthony trial. I mean, God, Cheney Mason even wrote about me in his book. He didn't, he didn't mention me by name, but he called me a radio or media jackal. And I warned them. Those guys did this on purpose. If they thought that the media was being unfair or harassing them, why would you walk from your office, which I think was in the Bank of America building in downtown Orlando, and walk about a half a mile to the courthouse? You could have easily got in your car, drove into the parking garage right in the uh, courthouse, which is Caddy Corner, across the street. It never had to see any media. No, because they wanted to be out in front of people. And I warned them. I warned them. Because the first day they were answering my questions, and I told them. And then the second and third day, I'd ask questions. They wouldn't answer. And I warned them. I said, hey, if you guys aren't going to answer my, my questions, then I'm going to ask you guys the most ridiculous stuff. 
And the reason why I know that Cheney Mason was talking about me, because one of the questions I asked is one of the questions he brought up in the book. And I know that it was offensive. Yes, I was being a shock jock, but I warned them. They had some female paralegals that were working with them. And I asked the random question. I said, hey, are your female paralegals worried that they're going to spend so much time with Casey Anthony that their uh, periods were going to sync up? Now, am I proud of that question? No, 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 no. Very sophomoric type question, but I warned them. I am not afraid. I love uncomfortable moments. So there's not a question that I won't ask. And this is also something that journalists don't do enough. They don't, they don't do follow-up questions. They'll ask a, a question, and whoever they're asking it to will just give them the big runaround and not even answer it or answer it without answering it. And then the journalist will, won't even use a follow-up question. So I, that's why I said Channel 2, 6, 9, 35 here in Orlando. If you want to get a reporter that's going to get in the dirt and get you the good video, the good audio, hire me. It'll be the smartest decision that you've ever made. But this next reporter, he's doing a live shot. That's something else I don't understand. Why do you have these poor ass reporters when there's nothing going on where they're at? It just happened to be where the story happened to, uh, to happen at. Why, why are they even there? That's a, that's a big waste of time. But the guy's doing the live shot, covering a news story that he covered earlier in the day, and there happened to be a shootout between a suspect that got pulled over and the police officer. And this guy does not know how to react. He completely Drop the ball on this one. Ongoing pandemic is the reason for the cancellation. This is a big, big loss. We spoke to Trevor Christensen, who owns Activation Pros. So I counted that out. That was almost five seconds. Five seconds, and the guy did not even react. He is still covering the boring ass story. I'm sure that this story is not going to be any more important than a live shootout. This is your opportunity. I hate it when I see that these broadcasters get an opportunity and they just fumble the ball. I remember a football game that I was watching, a college football game this year, and the sideline reporter. They lost the audio from the main booth and uh, the sideline reporter, which was a woman, not trying to be sexist, I'm just painting a picture. I can't, this is radio, I have to give you all the details in the world. You know, I learned from Ron Bennington, you're the artist, the radio is your canvas, and you got to paint a picture for everybody. You cannot give enough details. But this woman, she just flailed. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say, she flailed and failed. Because this was her opportunity as a broadcaster to absolutely kill it. If I would have been on that sideline, I would have, been, I would have done such a great job. I would have been over the top that they would have been like, hell, you know what? Fuck it. We're, we're not even throwing it back up to the booth. We're going to let this woman on the sideline cover the rest of the game. But this guy, as soon as you, 
the guy got off five shots, and the guy's not even reporting on it. He is still dead set on covering this boring-ass news story, which I know, I don't give a damn what that news story is. You go to the live shootout immediately. F the story. They help staff about 200 people uh, every year during the Comic-Con. There's uh, something going on. Three more shots have gone off, and this guy still has not talked about the shootout that is going on right behind him. If I was a program director, I would be firing this asshole immediately. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. And not only is this not recorded, this is live. Why do you think that they go to live car chases all the time? Because it's live. You don't know what's going to happen. And this guy still has not mentioned the shootout that is going on behind him. And I've already counted eight to nine shots. What the F? Back out live. There's a shooting going on right now between an officer and uh, a car that he had just pulled over. I'm just being honest. This guy is horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. You got something thrown right in your lap like this, and you don't even know what to say? You, you should be running towards the gunfire. Matter of fact, I think all journalists, I think all uh, reporters or cameramen need to be packing. They need to be packing. He, yes, because guess what? Remember that chick and her cameraman? I forget exactly where it was. But that guy that had worked in the newsroom that just walked up during one of her live news reports and killed the both of them on live TV. Yeah, this reporter should have been packing some heat, got right into it like a wartime reporter. Do you think those guys during the Vietnam War were running away from the gunshots? No, they were in the shit. Those guys, they all deserve Pulitzer Prizes or Emmys for their coverage during the Vietnam War because those guys put themselves in danger. This guy is being nothing but a pussy. Uh, forgive us for getting out of the story that we're covering. We don't know a lot about what's going on right now or how much we want to cover it. That statement alone should have been automatic termination. I don't know if we should be covering this. Why would you not cover it? This is something that every broadcaster, every reporter, every radio person dreams of. A live shootout. Do you remember that guy over in St. Pete that killed those cops? This was an average everyday listener of the Bubba the Love Sponge show that was out there. And he ended up calling. And guess what he did? He got as close as he could. And we got to hear about 20 to 25 cops, Swiss cheese, a house. And they ended up killing the guy. It was one of the greatest, most real moments that I had ever heard on radio when the cops just Swiss cheese that house. And that is an amateur. You're a professional and you're saying, I don't know if we should be covering this. That alone should get you shit-canned. Um, given that we don't know the details 
Uh, it's one more one more time. Hey, Phil, we're, we we are safe, Phil. We're 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 a block away here, just on the other side of the convention center. This is taking place. We saw this officer pull over the car about two minutes before our live hit. Uh, we are a safe distance away, and we're going to kind of stay back. That's statement number two. That should get that reporter fired immediately. We're going to stay back. No. It is your job. It is your duty as a broadcaster to report the story. That is what you're paid for. I'm not saying get right in it, get in the in-between you, or for you to get in between the cop and the suspect shooting out. But no, screw staying back. You get as close as you can so you can get the best audio, the best view for your cameraman. And you're like, oh, we're staying back. We're saying no, 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 no. You run towards the gunshots to get the best coverage. And that's why any of these guys locally here, WESH, WKMG, WFTB, WFOFL, hire me right now because I'm not going to be like this dude. I'm going to hop right into action. And I got to tell you, if I die, I die. As long as the cameraman gets it on film, I give them permission to play my death by a stray bullet on the broadcast. I, 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 I would love for them to do that. I would be more than happy if I was reporting the story and I took one right in the forehead and my brain matter just sprayed all over the camera. Guess what? Let it rip. I don't want it edited. I don't want my face blurred out. I want you to show everything because I want to go down known as a broadcaster that wasn't a pussy. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Don't forget tonight at 8, the Tuttle Daily Podcast live stream. want to thank all of you guys for joining me, helping spread the word. Tell your friends, family, loved ones, neighbors, coworkers, or even enemies. Because I think this show could bring enemies together. Hell, I think this show could bring together Israel and Palestine. That's how good it is. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Hope you guys are being safe, and I will talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. You want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out Vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by Starfire Transport, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Lamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions, Facebook.com slash CCA Productions Presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by JCVoiceOver.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail at 407 
270-3044. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, what's going on?